Greetings and God bless each and every one of you. I hope you all had a wonderful week. In our current perilous time of pandemic, um, let us all read together the meditation of the week from Psalms 91 and find peace and refuge from God Almighty himself. It's Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon a lion, upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Today's main message comes from Second Thessalonians, uh, the entire chapter 1, verses 1 through 12. Second Thessalonians, chapter 1. Paul and Silvanus and Timothy unto the church of the Thessalonians, and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity of every one of you all toward each other aboundeth so that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and faith in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye endure, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, and to you, who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from the heaven with his mighty angels, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe because our testimony among you was believed in that day. Wherefore also we pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of this calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and ye in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord, we ask for your blessings to all those who are hearing your message today. May your spirit anoint each and every one listening in today. Wherever the listeners may be right now, may your mercy and grace open their understanding so that they may hear and receive your word in their hearts. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we hear the message, uh, we need to examine ourselves. We need to better examine ourselves whether we know the Heavenly Father God and the Lord Jesus Christ in the Holy Ghost and trust in Him, saved by grace through faith in the Gospel of Jesus Christ, or only live with the knowledge of existence of God as well as of Jesus Christ without having a personal relationship with God. Just to be a religious, you know, like an agnostic. Apostle Paul and his co-workers wrote to the saints in the Thessalonica church, in God our Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ, because they are already in Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. They are Christians who have received eternal life and are in one body with Heavenly Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, and trusted in Him. One thing that we have to know, all members of the Church of God should be composed of only those who are born again by the Holy Spirit and have become children of God and entered the spiritual kingdom of God. Therefore, grace and peace are with them who enter the kingdom of God. Apostle Paul testified of the blessing for them that enter the kingdom of God through regeneration as righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, according to Romans 14, 17. In other words, they testify that the blessings in the kingdom of God are righteousness through the remission of sins and peace and joy that the world cannot, cannot take away. Jesus also spoke of the blessings of God in his last prayer unto them who knew the Father God and Jesus Christ sent by him. He said this in John chapter 17 verse 3, And this is life, life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Apostle Paul testified to the Christians in Corinth and Rome who knew God living in Heavenly Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ in spiritual relationship. 1 
Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, he said, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. And also in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been plated, uh, planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Apostle Paul thanked God always for the brethren in the church of Thessalonica because their faith grew exceedingly and the charity of everyone all toward one another. Apostle Peter testified of the unfeigned brotherly love of Christians in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth, through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. The members of Thessalonians church boldly preached the gospel in the midst of the persecution of the Jews to testify of the Christ within them. In this response, Apostle Paul said that he boasted for them. Luke testify that the Jews in Thessalonica knew that Apostle Paul and his saints were preaching in Berea so that they went there to agitate and persecute him according to Acts 17. They believe that Heavenly Father in them and the Lord Jesus Christ will comfort them on the day of Christ revealed from heaven. They knew of the vengeance of our Lord Jesus Christ would exact upon them that do not know God, and those who disobey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be punished with everlasting destruction. Knowing the will of God, they preached the gospel with Apostle Paul boldly in the midst of persecution and tribula tribulation. Even nowadays, only the Christians in the Father God and Lord Jesus Christ are able to preach the gospel even in persecution and afflictions. In 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, verse 12, it says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Apostle Paul testified of them, whom God judges in the flames and subject to eternal punishment as those who do not know God and disobey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So who are these people that don't know God? There are two kinds of people who do not know God. First, atheists who don't even believe in the existence of God. Second, those who know about the existence of God that they vaguely omit, but no matter how much they think about it, they don't deny God 
but have no relationship with God. They, they disguise themselves as a special kind of uh, humble Christian, but classi classifying themselves as philosophical Christians, uh, just like the agnostics. However, God testified through Apostle Paul that there is no way for anyone to excuse oneself of the ignorance of God as well as no way to avoid God's judgment. If we turn to Romans chapter 1, verse 18 through 24, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to the uncleanness, through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. So then who are the ones that disobey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. They do not believe in the mysteries of God in the gospel of Christ. They do not believe the incarnation of God, the Creator, to be a man in the name of Jesus. In simpler terms, Jesus is God. They are the proud who hate to confess themselves to be nothing but miserable sinners before God not willing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, nor receive Him as the Lord and Savior in order to get salvation. They ignore the judgment seat of Christ as well as the judgment seat of white throne of God. They never believe in the day of Christ, the day of rapture. They do not know or believe the millennial kingdom of Christ which is going to be established by Christ when he comes back as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. They only follow the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, pretending themselves as good Christians in the church, practicing abominable religious activities to reign over other Christians in the church. Uh, let's pause here for a second here. Uh, the rapture, a.k.a. also known as Day of Christ, shown in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 53. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, 
and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Then we turn to First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 14 through 18. This is meeting Jesus in the air. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive, remaining uh, alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. The dead saints that went before us, the saved Christians before us, could be your grandparents, could be your mom, could be your dad, could be your sister, your brother, your friend. Doesn't matter how they went. If they're true saved Christians, they go up first. And those who are living here right now, you and me, if you're saved, if you're truly saved, we get to not see death, but we get a new body and we get to meet Jesus Christ up in the air. That's what resurrection truly means. Everlasting life. Uh, the following two Bible verses are about the judgment seat of Christ. First one is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. It shows us that, uh, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. So this isn't really, this isn't telling us anything about salvation. So the judgment seat of Christ I'll mention it again. This is only for those who are saved. Okay? So if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, this doesn't concern you. So you need to be saved. If this, any of this following that interests you, you need to be saved first. So I'm going to keep going. So this is Romans 14, verse 10. But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So the Mormons make Romans 14 verse 10 as the last general judgment. Um, the corrupt Bibles repu uh, reproduce, reproduce this teaching by changing Christ to God. So instead of judgment seat of Christ, and it is now judgment seat of God, which is mixing it up, jumbling it up into only one judgment. The judgment seat of Christ is a judgment for saved believers that take place 
1,000 years before the white throne of judgment of the unsaved dead. If we turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. So this is a scene of the judgment seat of Christ. Whatever that work you do, okay, this is after you've been saved. Okay, let's not get that mixed up. You're already saved and you do, uh, for example, you preach. Preach the gospel of Christ. Win souls back to Christ. Okay, you get a reward for that. The result of this judgment is reward or loss. All our bad and dead works represented by the wood, hay, and stubble will be consumed. It'll get burned. And only our good works shall remain. So that's gold, silver, and precious stones. There is much that passes for Christian service which is merely human and secular and does not count in our eternal reward. For those who deserve a reward, there are five crowns that a Christian can earn at the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, I'm not going to go into too deep in these, but I'll mention the rewards and the where you can find them in the Bible. Uh, for, first one will go, the crown of righteousness for loving Christ's return. 2 Timothy ver, uh, chapter 4 verse 8. The crown of life for resisting temptation, according to James chapter 1, verse 12, or dying as a martyr for Christ, Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. The incorruptible crown for faithfully running the Christian race and controlling the body, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. The crown of glory for being a faithful minister. 1 Peter chapter 5 verses 1 through 4. And then the last fifth one, the crown of rejoicing for leading people to Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 19. Uh, if you're not raptured and left behind, your one last chance of getting one of the rewards is to deny the mark of the beast uh, and keep and announce your faith 
in Jesus Christ. However, you'll pay a heavy toll for faith in Christ and possibly be shot or decapitated. That's what martyrdom is. So, are you going up with Christ at the pre-tribulation rapture? Or are you going to be left behind? It's always a choice, isn't it? So all this up until this point has been for the saved believing Christians. Up next is about where the unsaved, the unbeliever goes. For example, those who say, I'm okay, I don't need Jesus. Uh, I hate Jesus. People like that. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. It's a clear scene right here. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave the, uh, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Well, that's not fair, you say. Jesus spilled his blood for us and died so that we could receive everlasting Everlasting life through him. You want to talk about unfair. Jesus really had it unfair. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. It says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Believe it or not, this is the same God of John 3.16 that we all know. The famous John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. This is the same one, the same God, who will judge those who did not believe in blood atonement of Jesus Christ, during the white throne judgment. Why? Because anyone who don't believe his blood atonement is a sinner. Jesus said so in John chapter 16 verse 9. Of sin. Because they believe not on me. This is all contained in the Bible. It's all recorded in the Bible. The Bible tells us. Every reader to search and study the scriptures. This is a duty as a Christian. So look, let's look at search first. It's every Christian's job to search the scripture, and not only that, but to study. 
In John 5, uh, verse 39 and 40, Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. That's Jesus. And ye will not come to me, that ye might have life. And the Bible also says to study the scriptures. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. There's different dispensation, there's different times. Different um, people, different, different group of people are involved. Is it Jews? Is it towards the Jews? Is it towards the Christians? You have to know. You have to read and um, understand. So we spent so much time with the world's education, which costs so much money in our time and so much stress to get that next level, right? But God gave everyone one book to study our entire life. Be it 70 or 80 years old if you're healthy. One single book. It's not hard. Uh, Matthew 11. We all know this, right? Verses 28 through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I'd rather read one book than thousands of books. Okay, it's... You might be thinking or might be saying it's too hard to understand. I have a hard time reading the King James Version English. Uh, it's this old English. I don't get it. Well, instead of asking for money and better job and or materialistic things of this world... Why not start a prayer like this? Uh, Lord, I want to be able to read and understand your words of truth. The truth of the Holy Bible. Can you help me understand each and every word while I read? I want to understand every verse and chapter. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, something like that. We all know this verse too, Luke 11, verse 9 through 13. And I say unto you, ask, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that seek, asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father will he give him a stone or if, or if he ask a fish will he for a fish give him a serpent or if he shall ask an egg will he offer him a scorpion if he then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children 
how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Everlasting life or everlasting torment? Your choice. You can ignore um, God's word for now, but know that everyone will be judged. The real question I ask you is, which one are you going to be in? All of God's words of the Holy Bible are here to stay. According to Matthew 24, verse 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Okay, let's keep on moving. Apostle Paul testified when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all those that believe because his testimony among them were believed in that day. Of the reason to be admired in all them in the day when Christ appears from heaven, finally they shall be knowing how they could have believed all the mysteries in the gospel testified by Apostle Paul. So in other words, they shall come to understand that the Holy Ghost has given them anointment unto them so that they were able to have the faith to understand the mysteries of God and the gospel. Are you lacking faith? Might want to pray for that too. Just simply ask God, can you give me more faith to believe in you deeper? Apostle Paul gave them the message saying, wherefore he always prays for them, that their God would count them worthy of calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of this goodness and the work of faith with power that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in them and they in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. Our Lord Jesus Christ is to be glorified from the saints as those in the church of Thessalonica understanding the mysteries of God and the gospel, and only looking forward to the glory to be received in the day of Christ, keeping faith and finishing the course of life, looking for the crown of righteousness, rejoicing even in all infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecution, and distresses for the sake of Christ preaching the gospel in season or out of season. Before we close out today's message, I want to ask you one last thing. Are you saved? Have you received Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior? Because everyone born here, a natural birth, coming out of your mom's womb. Everyone born here on earth is a sinner, according to the Bible in Romans chapter 3, verse 23 and 24, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Being justified freely by His grace 
through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So what is sin? We read earlier not believing in Jesus Christ. That's a big sin. Before the sins listed in Mark chapter 7 verse 20 through 23, I'll go ahead and read it. These are the sins listed in the Bible. And he said that which cometh out of the man that defileth the man for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. So let me give you the gospel of Christ according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Also salvation is a gift not something that you can buy or work for. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that none and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. This is written in Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. And now that you've heard the gospel of Christ, you must confess and believe the gospel. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with, thy, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10 Verses 9 and 10. Will you receive Lord Jesus Christ today? You must invite him to enter your heart. This relationship is personal. It's between you and him. Because you're born into a pastor's house. Or if your uncle's a pastor. Your aunt's a minister or whatever it may be. That doesn't make you a good Christian. You have to be saved. This is one by one case. Don't let anybody fool you. We'll do the sinner's prayer together, but this is your prayer. I'll start off and you can follow along. Pause and repeat along the way if you need to write it down. So here we go. Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. Now I open my heart to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. Thank you for cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. 
In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for your time. If today was your first time ever hearing the Gospel of Christ, God bless you, dear friend, and do please share this message among your friends and family members who have not yet received Lord Jesus Christ. Also, please read your Bible daily to get to know God and be intimate with Him. Episodes such as today's may need to be heard more than once, maybe twice, maybe three times, or more. Because faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for your message. Through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, allowing me to testify according to the verses contained in the Holy Bible. May only your word of truth be remembered in each and everyone's heart. Bless and sanctify each and everyone who has received you today as their personal Lord and Savior. Please do open their understanding so they may understand your word of wisdom and also guide and teach each and every step of their walk with you, Lord. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This week's message and all other recordings in English and Korean can be found on our website at wgmi.org. More episodes can also be found on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on TuneIn Radio app by typing WGM Church in the search field.